98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines. The Secretary for Security says he's considering a ban on the pro-independence Hong Kong National Party. In his first day at work, the new head of the University of Hong Kong says he plans to make the institution a global player. And the observatory says it may issue the typhoon signal number three later today. The Secretary for Security, John Lee, says he's considering a ban on the pro-independence Hong Kong National Party on national security grounds. He says the party has been given 21 days to respond. Speaking to reporters, the Secretary repeatedly said he had not yet decided whether to ban the group and he'll make a decision after the deadline. Under the society's ordinance, the government can ban groups that have links to political bodies outside Hong Kong, such as Taiwan, but Mr Lee denied this was the reason for the move. He was asked whether Hong Kong's freedom of association had been undermined. In Hong Kong, we have freedom of association, but that right is not without restriction. Uh, According to the Hong Kong Bill of Rights Ordinance, restrictions can be made by law, if it is necessary in the interests of national security or public safety, public order, the protection of public health or morals, or the protection of the rights and freedoms of others. The wording of the Hong Kong Bill of Rights Ordinance is exactly the same wording of the provisions in the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. We are acting in accordance with the laws of Hong Kong. Mr Lee was asked whether other groups that advocate independence or self-determination will also face bans. Well, I will not come on on individual cases. Different cases, of course, have its own circumstances. But one principle is important, that any person or any society in Hong Kong, they must act within the law. And responsible departments will have a duty and responsibility to take care of their matters in accordance with the laws of Hong Kong. This is the principle that we have emphasized many times, and this is the principle we will use in each and every case. Civic Party lawmaker Alvin Young says he is concerned about the use of the society's ordinance to ban the Hong Kong National Party. This is a very a rare incident to impose the relevant section under the uh, public order ordinance. All in all, we have strong concerns and uh, we wish the government could give a good explanation on why they're doing that. Professor Zhang Xiang, the new president and vice-chancellor of the University of Hong Kong, says the university will strive to make a global impact. Speaking on his first day as the university's new head, Professor Zhang said he looked forward to listening to the views of his staff, students, alumni and other stakeholders. Here's Professor Zhang. I'm very honoured to be here and to serve this uh, great institution, uh, University of Hong Kong. And uh, we have a great tradition and history. And we are going to build a great university here that is not only train and prepare our next generation of leaders, but also to make a societal impact in Hong Kong, greater China, and the world. 
Professor Zhang succeeds Professor Peter Matheson, who stepped down before his contract had ended, to become the Vice-Chancellor of the University of Edinburgh. The former Transport and Housing Secretary, Anthony Cheung, says it's unreasonable to blame the government for its alleged lax monitoring of MTR railway projects. He said it's the firm's responsibility to make sure that the contracts are being strictly adhered to. Priscilla Ng reports. Speaking to RTHK in an exclusive interview, Anthony Zheng said he had not been made aware of any construction problems with the Sha Tin to Central Link during his time as Transport Secretary, even though some of the irregularities date back to 2015. When asked whether the recent spate of problems had anything to do with the sheer number of ongoing projects and the need to meet deadlines, Professor Zheng said it is normal for contractors to work to a tight schedule and it is up to the project manager to monitor them properly. And he said it would also be unreasonable to blame the government for not monitoring the MTR because it should be the railway firm's responsibility to oversee its own projects. As the corporation has a monopoly over Hong Kong's rail system, Professor Zheng urged the company to fulfill its social responsibility and not only focus on profits. The former transport and housing chief also backed the government's plan to lower the prices for home ownership scheme flats, saying more people would be able to afford them. But at the end of the day, he said there is a need to boost land supply to tackle the territory's housing woes. The observatory says it will consider issuing the strong wind signal number three this afternoon as tropical storm Sun Tin edges towards Hong Kong. The standby signal number one is in force. The storm is forecast to move west towards Hainan Island and the Leitou Peninsula. Here's senior scientific officer Li Pinghua. According to the current forecast track, Sun Tin was closest to Hong Kong around evening and tonight skirting about 300 kilometers to the south of Hong Kong. Local winds will strengthen by then. The Hong Kong Observatory will consider the need to issue the strong wind signal number three later this afternoon. There's been a scathing reaction in the United States from Republicans and Democrats alike to comments by President Trump at a joint news conference in Helsinki with the Russian leader Vladimir Putin. They expressed dismay that Mr. Trump cast doubt on the reliability of U.S. intelligence agencies and that he blamed the poor relations with Russia on past U.S. administrations rather than Russian actions. The BBC's Jane O'Brien reports. Reaction to President Trump's apparent willingness to believe Vladimir Putin above his own intelligence agencies was swift and fierce. But the most astonishing came from the US Director of National Intelligence himself, Dan Coates, whose judgment about Russian interference was publicly questioned at the summit. He felt moved to issue a statement reiterating the assessment that Russia did meddle in the 2016 election and was continuing its ongoing and pervasive efforts to undermine American democracy. And in a tweet, the former CIA director, John Brennan, called the president's performance nothing short of treasonous. Predictably, the harshest language came from Democrats, using words like shameful, disgusting, disgraceful and a betrayal. During the news conference, President Trump said he did not believe Russia interfered in the election that brought him to office, and Mr Putin denied there had been any interference. Once again, President Trump mentioned the issue of the so-called interference of Russia in the American elections, and I had to reiterate things I said 
several times, including during our personal contacts, that the Russian state has never interfered and is not going to interfere into internal American affairs, including election process. During the... Oh, my mistake. Both Mr. Trump and Mr. Putin have hailed their Helsinki meeting as a success. The U.S. Department of Justice says a Russian woman living in Washington has been arrested and charged with conspiracy to act as an agent of the Russian government. Maria Butina is alleged to have worked at the direction of an unnamed high-level official who is under U.S. sanctions. The BBC's Peter Bowes reports. According to court documents, Maria Butina, who's 29, is accused of attempting to establish a back channel of communication for representatives of the Russian government. She's said to have worked since early 2015 at the direction of a high-level official with the goal of infiltrating organizations that have influence in American politics. After entering the U.S. on a student visa, Ms. Butina is accused of carrying out her activities without officially disclosing that she was acting as an agent of the Russian government, which is required by law. After a brief hearing, she was ordered to be detained in custody without bail. She'll appear in court again on Wednesday. A federal judge in the U.S. state of California has blocked the deportation of immigrant parents who have been reunited with their children. The American Civil Liberties Union filed court papers in San Diego seeking a temporary restraining order over concerns that officials would quickly deport newly reunited immigrant families. Well, we've all probably left some bread lying around our kitchen, the crusty end of a loaf or an old bit of baguette, but none of us can top the remnants of what may be the oldest bread ever baked, which has been discovered in a desert in Jordan. The 14,400-year-old charred crumbs suggest the bread originally looked much more like a modern flatbread or wrap. The discovery also suggests bread making started well before land was first cultivated. The BBC's Helen Briggs reports. Charred food remains found at an archaeological site in Jordan show baking started much earlier than we thought, even before farming was invented. Ancient hunter-gatherers would have collected wild grasses and plants, which they used to make flour. Scientists think the bread was baked and filled with the meat of wild animals, such as gazelles, which had been roasted on the fire. The researchers say the mixed grains gave the bread a nutty flavour, much like today's multigrain loaves. Shares in the streaming entertainment company Netflix have fallen sharply in New York after the company announced lower subscriber growth than had been expected. Within minutes of the bad news, the shares' value plummeted by around 14%. This report from the BBC's Paul Blake. The plunge came as the streaming entertainment company said that it had added just over 5 million new subscribers between April and June, about a million less than markets were expecting. The disappointing news comes after months of blockbuster headlines for the company. Netflix recently surpassed Disney to become the most valuable U.S. entertainment company and has promised to spend up to $8 billion this year on new content for its platform. Even as it has solidified its place as a heavy hitter in the American entertainment scene, Netflix has said it sites on foreign markets, most notably India, for future growth. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,251. That's 284 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $41 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.38 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 17 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 39 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung.
We start with celebrations in Paris, where the French football team have paraded the World Cup trophy down the Champs Elysees and were given an official reception at the Presidential Palace. Hundreds of thousands of fans turned out to greet their open-top bus. President Emmanuel Macron and his wife Bridget joined the team in a rendition of the French national anthem on the steps of the palace. The president said the nation was grateful for the team's achievements. Merci à vous, I want to thank you all, the coaches, the captains, and the entire team. Thank you for making us proud. Thank you for being united. Cristiano Ronaldo says he's grateful for the opportunity given to him by Juventus, as players his age usually go to Qatar or China. The five-time Ballon d'Or winner was speaking after being officially presented as a Juventus player, following his 117 million US dollar move from Real Madrid. I feel great. Uh, for me, it's another challenge. I love challenge. Will be t- will be tough. I know that. Very difficult. The league it's very very tough, but um, I will be ready. Juve is ready. I will be ready. I will be there. As I said before, um, the age is not important. I feel good. I feel motivated, exciting. So I will try to do my best, like always. And I'm looking forward to start the league uh, well and try to win uh, every title. Argentina's football icon Diego Maradona has overtaken as chairman of the Belarus football club Dinamo Bresh. He has signed a three-year contract and said he hoped the country's president Alexander Lukashenko would become a fan. The club was rescued from bankruptcy by United Arab Emirates investor two years ago. Maradona says he will move to Belarus after leaving his job as coach for the Al Fujaira football club in the UAE. Finally, to baseball, Bryce Harper of the Washington Nationals has won the home run derby on his home turf. Harper smashed 45 balls out of the park, including 19 in the final round, to beat out Kyle Schwarber of the Chicago Cubs. His longest shot traveled 478 feet. The long ball spectacle is part of the All-Star Week taking place at Nationals Park in D.C., The 89th edition of the All-Star Game will be played tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox is the starting pitcher for the American League. The National League counters with home favorite Max Scherzer. Both players will be making their third start at an All-Star Game. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories again. The Secretary for Security says he's considering a ban on the pro-independence Hong Kong National Party. The new head of the University of Hong Kong says he plans to make the institution a global player. And the Observatory says it may issue the Typhoon Signal Number 3 later today. The news from RTHK.